Chapter 9. Top 10 Biggest Mistakes Number 1. Not Hiring a Team I started my first podcast, The Small Business Marketing Show, in 2012. It lasted 50 episodes and was certainly a success. We landed new business as a result, and there lies the problem. I was trying to produce the podcast myself. When I got busy, the podcast stopped. When I conceived of the Unstoppable CEO podcast in October 2016, I sat on the idea for four months until I could build a team and the systems to guarantee the podcast would be sustainable. Your job as the business leader is not to become a podcast producer. Your job is to just show up and talk. Focus on the relationships you're trying to build and the message you want to communicate. Get a team for the rest. You can build an internal team, hire and manage a bunch of freelancers, or hire a team like ours, but whatever you do, get a team. Number two, not committing to the long term. Every prospect you attract to your business is an asset, and each of those assets has a maturity date. Some will mature immediately, some will mature next year, some won't mature for a decade. Your job, if you're smart about it, is to invest in those assets over time by staying in touch with valuable and interesting content. If you do, you can almost guarantee those assets will accrue to you when they mature. If you fail to stay in touch for the long term, it's likely that your asset will accrue to one of your competitors. That would be a real waste. Number three, focusing on technology before strategy. Anytime we have a new client, they always have a bunch of questions about the kinds of specific technology they should use to record their podcast. Here's the honest answer. It doesn't matter, one lick. You could have the most expensive mic, mixer, and sound booth money can buy. Or you can dial in from your iPhone with a pair of headphones. Yes, you want decent quality. But more importantly, you want to be building relationships with the right people strategically. If you don't do that well, everything else is useless. Number four, trying to jump too far too fast. This idea of trying to do too much too fast is the number one reason marketing campaigns fail. When you're sending a complete pitch for hiring you on a tiny old postcard to a cold prospect, you're jumping too far too fast. You want to look at each marketing piece as if it has just one job. For example, when we send a postcard to a cold prospect, the only job the postcard has is to get the prospect to request a copy of the book we're advertising. If they request a copy of the book, we send an email. The only purpose of the email is to get the other person to reply to it. When you turn your marketing into a process, a series of steps, it becomes easy to see how you can move someone from start to finish, one small step at a time. Number five, not being strategic with guests. This is one of the easiest traps to fall into. When you look around at other podcasts and want to land big-name guests like they have, you can quickly get yourself off track. Choose your guests very strategically, focusing on influencers who can refer you, ideally those who can send a massive number of referrals or on strategic prospects. Number six, worrying about downloads and listener counts. The reality is that it doesn't matter how many people listen to your podcast. Your real goal is to build relationships with referral sources and send the podcast to any lead who has entered your database. Any listenership beyond that is gravy. Number seven, thinking you'll make money from sponsors and ads. If you think the money in podcasting is in sponsorships and advertising, you'll want to read this. Typical pricing for podcast advertising is around $18 per thousand downloads for a 15-second pre-roll ad at the beginning of a show. You can probably expect to get paid about $25 per thousand downloads for a 60-second mid-roll ad that happens in the middle of a show. Now let's bring this into focus. Rob Walsh, who's the VP of Podcaster Relations at Libsyn, 
they're the 800-pound gorilla in podcast hosting, has been doing this for a long time, and he has a lot of data. He said that a podcast episode that's been live approximately 30 days averages 141 downloads across their system. If you have over 3,400 downloads, you're in the top 10%. If you have over 9,000 downloads in those first 30 days, you're in the top 5%. And if you have over 50,000 downloads per episode, again, after having it live for 30 days, you're in the top 1%. So if we do the math on that, you've got 141 downloads per episode over the first 30 days. You produce $6.60 per episode, and you're not going to attract a sponsor at that level anyway. So you're not going to make any money. If you're in the top 20%, you're getting 3,400 downloads per episode in the first month after an episode is released. Your earning potential is somewhere in the neighborhood of $146.20 per episode, or $584.80 for a weekly podcast that puts out four episodes a month. The money from sponsors doesn't even get interesting until you get into that top 1% with over 50,000 downloads per episode in the first month. And at that elite level, you're right around $100,000 a year gross from a weekly podcast where all four episodes together are getting a combined 200,000 downloads in a month. That's a lot of downloads and a lot of work for relatively little in payout. Number eight, failing to be consistent. The tail of the podcast or newsletter or any other kind of follow-up that started strong, then a month or two in, the business owner got busy, missed an installment or three, restarted, then hit another gap of four or five installments, then just got discouraged and gave up, that tale is almost legend. Probably 70% of the business owners I talk to have lived that kind of pattern before. Inconsistent follow-up demonstrates to your prospects that you're not reliable, that you're not trustworthy. This is one of the biggest arguments for making the investment in a team to produce your follow-up. The investment alone will help keep you accountable, and the team will do all but the essential work for you. You're just the talent. It's the easiest way to guarantee you'll be consistent. Number nine, not making easy offers to take a next step with you in every podcast. Every time you email your prospects to announce a new episode of your podcast, the email that delivers the announcement must include an offer or offers to take a next step with you. We use a simple form of the super signature popularized by Dean Jackson of the I Love Marketing podcast that looks like this. And whenever you're ready, here are four ways we can help you land more and better clients. Number one, be a guest on the Unstoppable CEO podcast. I'm changing things up on the podcast and am looking for a few people who'd like to jump on a call where we brainstorm how to get you some clients. What fun. Number two, new, get your inevitable growth score. Wouldn't it be great if your business growth was inevitable? See how you rate now and know exactly what you need to improve next. Number three, get a copy of my book, The Exponential Network Strategy. Free, really. It'll show you a simple way to network, get referred, and get in front of prospects without spending all of your time on business development. Number four, work with me one-on-one. -on -one. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one -on -one to help you build a system to get new clients and keep your pipeline full, Reply with one-on-one -on -one in the subject, and I'll get you all the details. And check these out too. Unstoppable Referrals Launchpad. The follow-up formula. Sellingprofessionalservices.com. Number 10. Not approaching your marketing with purity of intent. I've saved the most important and potentially damaging mistake for last. When you fail to approach your potential referral partners and prospects using the strategies I've described in this book with purity of intent, you'll quickly be found out. Purity of intent means approaching your prospects and partners with their best interests at heart. 
with the mindset that you're going to help and give value when you can, without expectation of direct benefit to you. When you approach referral partners with purity of intent, they'll sense it and be open to helping you. When you approach selfishly, they'll smell it and be repelled. The same goes for prospects. Failure to act with purity of intent is the quickest way to kill your reputation.